Hello, and welcome to Dockside, the podcast that helps you save and enjoy the waters you love by sharing clean and safe boating practices. I'm your host, Sarah Kennedy. In this episode, we'll talk with California sailing expert Jane Dunn, who will be sharing with us her work making sure boating is accessible, fun, and safe for people with disabilities. We'll learn about her motivation, experience, challenges, her role expanding access to sailing and boating, options across the state for people with disabilities who want to enjoy boating, and her role in founding a sailing organization. Welcome to the show, Jane. Why don't you say hello? Hello. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about an important topic and expanding access to recreational boating and sailing opportunities to people with disabilities. So let's start off. When did you start sailing and what motivated you to start sailing? I've sailed most of my life. My dad was an avid sailor and he really wanted to share his knowledge and his love of sailing with us. So when I was about six years old, I started taking sailing lessons at a little yacht club on Cape Cod. And I then started crewing for my older sister in some of the dinghy races and then progressed to skipping my own boat. And ever since then, I've just really enjoyed sailing and racing with my family and my friends. It's been a lifelong passion. Amazing. And how and why did you get involved in providing sailing opportunities to people with disabilities? I own a a 23-foot sonar sailboat, and it's a type of sailboat that was used in the Paralympics for years. And one day... I was trying to find out more information about the boat, and I came across a lot of articles describing how people were adapting these boats to work with people with disabilities, and it really intrigued me. So I started looking into it a little bit more and thought, since I had a career as a teacher and I had sailed my whole life, I thought it would be a perfect merge of my talents if I could help out in this area. So I went and got my um, sailing instructor certification from U.S. Sailing and found a program that was back then operating on San Diego Bay and started volunteering in about 2009. Could you please define for us and our audience the meaning of adaptive sailing? Adaptive sailing really is very similar to the sailing as we usually think of it. The only difference is that our sailors have disabilities. So we have to adapt our boats or our equipment or our techniques to accommodate those needs. Um, And if we do it well, then our sailors can sail as well as anybody else on the water. And what's required to become an adaptive sailing instructor? Um, The way I became an instructor was I I took my um, small boat instructor certification through U.S. Sailing. Um, You could also do it through the keel boat instructor certification. And then after that, they provide a course. U.S. Sailing has a course, um, Adaptive Sailing Instructor Workshop in which they teach the techniques of how to adapt what we already know as instructors to the needs of people with disabilities. So I did that also. Um, I also realized that ASA instructors, they have a certification problem for sailing, uh, program for, they have a, they have a certification 
program for instructors also. And um, I don't know if they have an adaptive component, but that's also possible. Um, and there's a, other ways to get involved in adaptive sailing, even if you're not certified. There's a lot of programs that involve volunteers in their program, which is um, even if you're not certified, they need help on the docks or with outreach and things like that. Great. And how many California programs do we have that provide sailing opportunities to people with disabilities? We actually have quite a few, um, more than I thought until I started looking uh, a little while ago. Um, there are programs in San Francisco, in San Diego, obviously. Um, I think there's some in San Juan Capistrano and Santa Cruz, um, Newport Beach. I think we have about 25 programs in California run through either colleges or community centers or yacht clubs or whatever, um, which is really really nice to see the growth in programs lately. Yeah, that's incredible. And you founded an organization in San Diego called Challenged Sailors San Diego. When did you establish this organization and what inspired you to create it? It was really a team effort to get Challenged Sailors started and going. Um, as I mentioned, I was um, volunteering with a previous program that had been operating in, on San Diego Bay. And um, in the summer of 2014, we heard through, the, through some rumors that the Challenge America was thinking of discontinuing their small boat program. And they were thinking of selling their fleet of eight boats. And that was really caught our attention because it would be a huge loss. It would have been a huge loss to the San Diego community if we had lost those boats. Um, they were those. Our fleet of boats are specifically designed for people with disabilities, and they're very difficult and expensive to replace. So, a handful of us um, experienced volunteers and some sailors with disabilities from that program got together, and we pooled our money and our talents and our enthusiasm. And we worked really hard over the next few months to try and form a new charitable organization. Um, Challenge America, the previous program, was very generously donated the boats to us. And we were able to retain the dock space at the marina. And we started developing our training programs and our safety procedures and our outreach for new volunteers and new sailors to join us. Um, and we were fortunate to have a few very timely donations of money to help support paying for dock fees and such. We started sailing in 2015 and have been able to, to provide free sailing to sailors for the past nine years every week that the weather, that the weather cooperates with us. And uh, like I said, a, a few of us spearheaded the effort, but it's really been a team effort from the get-go from the very beginning of getting this program up running and having it continue success so successfully. Wow. And how many sailors with disabilities have been served by your organization, um, enhancing their mobility, well-being, and independence? And what type of disabilities are we referring to? We've had about 650 sailors sail with, with challenged sailors since the very beginning. And our boats have gone out well over a thousand times, um, which is really kind of cool. 
Um, we serve sailors of all ages and all abilities, and they don't have to have previous sailing experience. The only thing we ask is that they are, that they are medically stable and that they can follow basic instructions for their safety and for ours. Um, we have people stable this with spinal cord injuries, amputations, traumatic brain injuries, vision impairment and blindness, auditory impairment or deafness, PTSD, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, cognitive impairment, impairment from stroke, ALS, just about any type of, of dis disability, we can handle it. We can rig our boat with a power assist system that allows the sailor to control the sails and the steering with a little joystick similar to what you find on a power wheelchair. And we have two lifts, two hoists, for transferring sailors into and out of the boats. So we really can handle a lot. That's amazing. Um, can you please share with us one of the most powerful and significant experiences you have had working with people with disabilities in sailing? Early on when I was um, volunteering, um, I had someone in our program who had had a very recent traumatic injury and they had become a wheelchair user. And they were having she was having difficulty um, just doing everyday tasks of you know getting out of bed, um, just everyday life type of things. And she'd had to give up her career, and she was really struggling emotionally and physically. And I was sailing with her in the boat for the first time. And in our program, the sailor with sailor, sailor with disabilities controls everything, as I mentioned, the sails and the steering. And as we were sailing down the small marina channel and coming to the entrance of San Diego Bay, I remember her turning and looking at me and saying, where can I go? Where can I sail? And I answered, anywhere you want. And I always remember her reaction. She was absolutely overwhelmed. The idea that she could just go anywhere she want and regain some of the freedom and the control that she had just so recently lost was, it just really made an impression on me. And um, she did a great job sailing that day and she became a very frequent return sailor with us and a very competent sailor. But that was the day I really realized the positive impact I could have on somebody's life, um, if I just took the time to open up new opportunities for them and give them a chance to regain their confidence and their sense of self. I love that. And it shows that there are no limits and dreams really can come true. Um, these are extraordinary examples of resilience and how safe sailing can provide joy and freedom to people of all abilities. So thank you for what you do. Um, how do you ensure the safety of sailors on the water with disabilities? First of all, everyone wears a life jacket from the moment they enter our dock system the whole time on boats and, to, and until they leave the dock at the end of the day. That's the most important. Um, and we train everybody on our waterfront 
Um, we try and make sure our equipment is safe and that we have safe procedures. But really that's like any other sailing program um, out there. Those are the same goals any program should have. The only differences I think you will find with an adaptive program is that we try to never hurry and we have to make sure we have plenty of volunteers. Um, with our program, we make sure there's an able-bodied person on every boat that goes out. Um, other boats run their programs differently and that works for them also. Um, we average a ratio of two volunteers for every sailor. Um, we take our time getting people in and out of the boats and we work as a team as best we can. Um, we have a chase boat, which accompanies our fleet every time they go out, and they're always in constant contact, radio contact with all the boats. Um, so that's that's the key ways that we try and make sure that we're always safe. Could you please share with us some of the most important requirements that sailboats specifically designed and equipped for people with disabilities must have? We're lucky because our boats are specifically designed for people with disabilities and they're exceptionally stable and the sailing controls all come to our sailor um, and the power assist also helps. Another unique thing about our boats is our sailors face forward and, as well as the, the person accompanying them so they don't have to ship from side to side whenever you tack. But there are so many other boats that can be adapted to, to help um, help get people with disabilities out on the water. The type of boat you use depends on where you're going to use that boat. For example, a lake, a boat used on a lake would be perhaps different from a boat that you choose to use on the ocean. But key, probably the most important key thing is to make sure your boat has good stability. Um, that doesn't matter whether you have a keel, you know, a full keel or a weighted keel, but most of the boats used have good stability. A large cockpit is helpful. Um, a boat that's easy to steer and easy, easy to handle the rigging makes it much easier. Um, you can adapt boats by putting grab bars in well-situated places so that somebody moving around the boat has something to grab onto and help pull themselves to a different position. And the grab bars can either be permanent or sometimes temporary. Um, you can add padding to cushion places for people or prop them up into position. Big Velcro straps to help people stay in their seats are helpful. Um, you can put boxes or big wooden planks across the seats so people can transfer from side to side. Um, if you have someone who's blind, you can put take whipping line and whip various sections along the sheets, along the lines, so that people can feel where, how far out the, the sail is or how far in it is. There are a lot of things you can do to rig just everyday sailboats. And I want to encourage people to really think about how to do that. There are resources that explain how to do that. I know U.S. Sailing has an excellent um, manual on how to, that incorporates how to do that type of thing. It would be worth checking out if people are interested in it. Great, thank you. And how about requirements for boating facilities? And are there things that boating facilities should do that would make it more um, accessible? Having a facility that's ADA compliant is a really big help. Um, but we're not 
not all facilities are there and um, there are ways to work around it. Um, and I encourage people to be creative and find ways to work around it and, and get people out. Um, the, there are a lot of doc grants that are ADA compliant. Some aren't, but I know um, if you have a steep dock you, and you have people going up and down in wheelchairs, you just make sure you put two people with every wheelchair going down and every wheelchair coming up. And that's a huge help. Um, if the docks, um, you want your docks to be wide enough and stable enough to accommodate wheelchairs and the helpers that may be accompanying them, and especially the finger peers. You want to make sure some finger peers are more tippy than others, so you just want to be aware of that. Um, it's nice if you have a place to store wheelchairs and walkers while the people are out in the boats. Um, it's not a necessity, but it certainly helps. It helps to have docks, like floating docks, where the docks are a similar height to the decks of the boat, so you can transfer people horizontally easily from dock to boat and back and forth. Um, you can get around that by having what they call a transfer box or a basic wooden plank to get them from one side to the other. Um, we're fortunate to have a lift or a hoist, if, if, depending on the word you want to use, so we can lift actually lift people up and into the boats. Um, and if that's those are the key things, is making sure there's no obstacles on the docks. That's the biggest thing is if people are wheeling down in a wheelchair or if you have someone who's blind or, or visually impaired, um, just making sure there's no big obstacles on the docks is a huge thing. And how is California doing in terms of adaptive and inclusive sailing? I think the interest has really been growing and it's, I'm so pleased to see it. When I consider how many programs that are available now compared to when there were 15 years ago, it really is pretty stunning. I'm finding that there are more grants being offered to start up programs, um, more resources, as I mentioned, um, the US Sailing and other organizations that are providing much more information so that instead of learning by trial and error, there's actually some place you can go to find out the information you need to know. Um, there's a lot more programs out there that are willing to offer help. Um, most of us, if we hear that somebody's starting up a program and you know they need to have their questions answered, we're more than happy to answer their questions and provide help and, and share our experience. And I think that's huge. Um, there are a lot of yacht clubs that are starting to open up their programs to people with disabilities and including people in their regattas. We've been very fortunate in San Diego Bay that Many of the local yacht clubs have invited us to join in their regattas, which adds a the whole fun of racing element to our program. And we're, we're very grateful for that. Um, there's a lot of people that are really starting to get the word out that um, adaptive sailing exists, which is why I'm glad that you're inviting me on this program to share the word about it. Thank you. And what are some challenges we currently have um, to promote adaptive and inclusive sailing? Some of the challenges. When I first start, when we first started Challenge Sailors, I thought if you offer a free sailing program 
people will flock to your program. And I was really surprised that it didn't happen that way, partly because it was such a new idea that people really didn't know that we existed. So I think one of the biggest challenges is realizing that people want to support you if they know you exist, but getting the word out is really one of the biggest challenges. Social media has made that easier. Um, word of mouth, it's like the snowball effect. When people get involved in it, they tell their friends who tell their friends, and the snowball effect happens. So that, but I think it's, once people learn about it, they're very supportive. But getting the word out, and I find that people who have had um, traumatic injuries especially, making them feel that it is a safe choice for them. They've already had so much trauma in their life that you need to ensure that you will take care of them, that you will take the time to, to let them understand what the program is, and you will teach them what they need to know so that they feel safe in the boats when you go out. Um, and that's that's something that I think any sailing program wants to teach people. But again, it's that matter of taking the time to make sure that we really get that feeling of comfort so that when they're on the water, it's something that they'll really enjoy. Because our whole goal is no matter how long, whether they're out for an hour or two hours, we want everybody to come back saying, wow, I had just such a great day. That's our goal. Um, and so as far as getting awareness if you look around, it, I, I was talking to someone just recently, they were saying one in six people in the U.S. has a disability or one in seven, the number is, you know, really rather surprising. And it could be family members or friends or neighbors or work colleagues. And just by taking a little bit of extra time and figuring out how to do it, we can get those people out on the water. And if you have a, a friend with a disability and you have a boat, it maybe you maybe you don't need a program. You just need to figure out how to do it on your boat for that friend, and it doesn't have to be a giant undertaking. It just let's start at the very basics. Of how do I get this person out on the boat so they have a really nice day and they can accompany, accompany me and have a really fun time? That's amazing. And finally, how can Californians be part of this inclusive effort? Um, I think it's just figure out what you think you can do well and give it a try. And kind of what I said before about if you have a boat and a friend that would like to go out sailing, you see if you can get a couple friends to help you get the friend out. If you have a sailing program that's near you and you have the time and the interest, contact them and see what type of help they need. And you know, if you have sailing background, you are definitely going to be welcomed. If you don't have sailing background, I think you're definitely going to be welcome anyway, because we need dock helpers, you know, people get to help get people up and down ramps or in and out of boats or to help scheduling or whatever that program needs, plus all the other aspects of outreach and helping with maintenance or fundraising. There's so many different aspects of running a program. Um, but if 
just spreading the word, encouraging others to get involved if you can't, um, because there really is so many possibilities out there to get involved. And it, all it takes is that very first step. And I think you'll be welcomed. Thank you, Jane. And do you have any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to add to for everyone out there listening? Sailing is a sport that, that people can do for a lifetime. And it can be really calm and relaxing, or it can be really fast paced and exciting and everything in between, um, depending on wind and wave conditions. And it's a pleasure to be able to share the joy of sailing with people that may not otherwise have an opportunity to do so. And I encourage everybody to just broaden the horizons and um, just welcome people into our sport. It's a really, really fun sport. Thank you so much for your time today, Jane, and sharing your experience with us. And thank you to all of our friends out there listening to Dockside. Please make sure to tune in for our future episodes. This podcast was brought to you by California State Parks and the California Coastal Commission.